0: Hey everyone, this is David Caldwell. Today we're sitting down with my good friend, Paul Johnson, to talk about brand intentionality, lead generation, and marketing. Enjoy. So, you know, I've known you what seems like forever, right? Like I call you my real estate big brother. Yeah. Like I think I was like 23 or 24 when I met you a long time ago. Um, A lot of tattoos ago. Lots of tattoos ago. (laughs) why don't you why don't you tell you know the the listeners and watchers about you who who are you who's Paul
1: ooh so I'm a family man first and a realtor second um, I've been in the business I've been in real estate since 2003 so um, almost 17 years been selling since 2006 um all in the Portland market. Um, before that, I was in the TV production industry, so.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then there's something new that you're doing too for like the last year, right? Oh yes, I am a Tom Ferry coach. Yeah, so, so so you know, I was sitting at a cubicle at an office and I just got my real estate license in 2007. And, um, you know, they like, here's your cubicle and like a telephone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was like totally lost. And then you came up to me and were like, hey, do you want to go on tour? Right. And then we worked together most of our careers, right? Most of my career, yep. really closely together. And then three years ago, I started coaching for Tom. And then a year ago, you started coaching for
1: Tom, which is <laughs> I think shortly after you started coaching, you're like, man, you got to do this. Come on. And I, they were twisting my arm for like almost two years before, before I finally decided that I was going to do it. It's a process though.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. So there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today, which we've already talked about, right? But like specifically, I wanted to talk to you about you creating your brand (laughs) and your brand strategy and how you've tied all your lead generation in to View. So maybe just like a little bit of um, backstory on you know, how that came to be, why it came to be and how it's, you know, evolved over time
1: with your, yeah. So, um, originally I was looking for basically everything that I do, I try and do with intentionality. Right. And so, um, here we were, um, I think in an office in the Pearl District, right. And you and I were both enamored by the fact that we really wanted to we, we really wanted to differentiate ourselves against like the suburb people the suburb agents and the and then there was the city agents right and we were kind of caught in between because we sold in both places um but we were enamored I was enamored by um, just kind of the culture of of the city and the neighborhoods and the diversity and just lots of there's just lots of fun things in 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 portland from food to you know beer and wine and everything else and and um and I had this love of properties also that um, had gorgeous views of the city the way that the city is aligned is that there's there's these hills along the west and everything either looks out towards the the west towards the coast or in towards the city and then the other side of it's pretty flat and so I love these hillside view properties and so um, I was really searching around on Google um, or I, I guess for for a URL name um, that would work, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, and so, with a plan, I just started kind of searching for for stuff, and and um, and I found Urban View as a, UR, a URL, and I was like, this this kind of fits. I, I think I asked you, I, I bounced it around a couple other people, and just said this this is kind of a it's kind of a cool um, vibe. So that was the intention of it. Um, from the beginning, um, as as I got into uh, SEO strategy and trying to rank for neighborhoods and seeing what it takes to build a site and and have, I mean, it just got really big, really, really fast as far as the amount of pages and blah blah blah. And I and a couple of years in, I was like, man, this is it's hard to rank for the buildings, it's hard to rank for neighborhoods, it's hard to rank for. Um, for certain things, without a ton of budget, and so um, I started looking at other desires within the real estate um, uh, space that that I'm sorry, other other niches within the real estate space that that really I could gravitate towards, and um, and I love modern and mid-century architecture. So I don't remember how many years ago it was. Um, I kind of was like, this kind of fits the mold. I love the urban. I love the modern and mid-century. When I think of like big brands that are in, in, in modern, like furniture, like article or West Elm or, or, you know, just stuff like that. They're not all named AllModern.com, right? they they have something else to it. Um, so, uh, so that's kind of the evolution of it. Um, but there was always intentionality, intentionality behind it. And my site and my, my leads, my SEO strategy, my lead generation strategy is all predicated and surrounding um, what my brand is.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing that's always impressed me, right? Because we've talked before about how people will create a brand, but they have no strategy around the brand, right? It's it's a logo, or they don't have a cohesive plan to go try to build around it, right? And that's why I want to talk to you about it, because you did that from the get-go, and yeah. you know now it's 10 years later of this yeah. brand right and there's yeah. been what two three logos and probably i mean yeah. well can-
1: right off the bat there was a couple of different logos but then i then then i landed on one i think i've had the same one for probably a good 8 years yeah. which is awesome
0: yeah. but we, you know the brand basically like the brand's matured right and as yep. you sought out totally. opportunities right as you sought out opportunities you saw places that you had to shift and adjust because you've always, you know, I've always tried to pressure you to do more, right? Mm -hmm. Like PJ, you could do so much more. Pressure push me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but you've always been really comfortable in this pocket, you know, where you're at and you run this really kind of like lean uh, keyword and SEO strategy and have lots of success, right? So you have this really high ROI um, agent business, right? So can you talk a little bit more about you know, hey, I'm, it's hard to rank for this building, or it's hard to rank for this specific neighborhood. But hey, then I, through research and trial and error and testing, I found out, hey, I love modern homes, I love modern architecture. And here's a, here's a pathway for me to go after. How long, how long would you say that took to happen? Like how that evolution to from condos, right? Because I remember us walking around the Pearl District, like, wouldn't it be cool to have our logos right here? Yeah. hey, now I'm, now I'm doing modern homes.
1: Yeah, right. well, originally I built out the site and um, I did a landing page for every neighborhood. There's 95 neighborhoods in Portland. And I did a bunch of the suburbs too. I had like a, a hundred, some, some different landing pages because I was going after the neighborhood strategy. And it, you can get ranked um, um, pretty, I wouldn't, say it's, I wouldn't say it's hard to get ranked for the neighborhood niches. Um, there's just less traffic. And so I, you know, in doing keyword research and and whatnot, um, I did go after that stuff for a while. But then I found it really hard to manage such a big site. And so I wanted to simplify everything. And so I went after, um, you know, and I guess back at the time there was all this... um, I don't know if you remember there was an old idx that was neighborhood specific searching and that's kind of what every the consumer was looking for in portland so we're trying to feed that that's yet that's kind of gone away with the evolution of of uh zillow and redfin and trulia and stuff like that where it's where everything's so geospecific and it's all map specific and it's side by side so um, what I've tried to do is is i i, I re, recreated myself in doing curated lists because i I saw that um, people go to Zillow or they go to um, Trulia and they and they they start looking maybe in an area maybe a zip code maybe they don't care maybe they're just looking for properties in portland and there's there could be thousands hundreds or thousands of properties um, on on the market at any given time just depending on how the market is maybe not with our inventory right now but they would they would get frustrated the consumer would get frustrated looking through when they wanted a specific look or they liked specific style um, they'd have to sift through everything to get what they wanted and so i started creating these curated lists of, of different styles of houses and 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 you know i started with just a couple and i built out more and more and more and they are keyword specific, and um, and they each generate their own their own traffic. Um, it's but it's just one strategy. You can do it with buildings. We found that it's it's hard to list property and buildings in, in Portland unless you live in one of the buildings for the most part, right? Um, so all this, yeah, you can generate buyer traffic and and whatnot. Um, but I, originally, I had I thought that. Uh, having all these these building pages and stuff like that which was another couple hundred pages um, would help me with with getting listings and it it didn't um it was very viral like i went bought all those domain
0: names and have all those microsites some of which like haven't been updated for six or seven years right yeah Yeah. it's it was a pain right It's like, it was, it was too challenging. So, like, I can I can see, like, people watching this being like, man, I can't build a website. I can't do this. This is too much work, right? But at this point, after things have been built out and you've kind of had this strategy and it's matured, how much time would you say per week you actually spend on your website itself, on, like, website maintenance, the list, the mm-hmm. keyword research, et cetera? Like, what, what do you think that is now?
1: Um, right now, maybe a couple hours a month. Okay. Yeah. So... And I talk about this with my coaching clients all the time. They're like, so what is, you know, you're really good at Google ads. You're really good at Google. What, you know, who do you have do it for you? And I tell them, well, I manage it myself. And it's because in my downtimes are coming into the the fall, right? As I have a little bit more time, I will dedicate more time to take on these projects, right? And so over the years, t- starting 10 years ago, I I, I started, you know, building it out and learning it for myself and, and implementing it and stuff like that. I didn't have a budget to spend a couple thousand dollars or, or a few thousand dollars on someone to manage it, um, set it up and then manage it a thousand dollars a month or something. what some of these companies are, are, are charging. Um, and so I just, I learned to do it myself. And now it's paying off dividends big time um, because I don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but it's not for everyone. If you have the time to do it, I would say, learn it and do it. But most of the people I coach have enough momentum in other areas of their business that they would, they need to not, they it would, it would just distract them. Sure. So they need to have somebody manage it for them.
0: I agree. I think I don't think the answer is always delegate, and I don't think the answer is always to learn it right. But I think in order to delegate properly, a lot of times we have to have some basic knowledge of what we're delegating.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we know what we're getting for our exchange of money, right? Because so we're we're exchanging. If if I'm going to exchange financial resources, I want to get time back to use on things that are more effective, right?
1: Absolutely. But, and so you could have a blanket SEO strategy, you could have a blanket pay-per-click Google strategy. And a lot of the Google managers are out, out there are still going after very vague keywords, very expensive. And so your, your cost per click, your cost per lead are going to be really high. There's a few that do it right and go after really long tailed uh, keywords, which is very labor intensive to get set up properly from the get go.
0: So, you know, when you look at your business now annually, right? From this strategy, I'm spending a couple hours a month. I know you're not spending a huge budget, right? No, what's
1: your I'm not. Your, what's your monthly? I month? I I spend $300 a month
0: okay. so on,
1: Google, per on Google pay-per-click. And most of my traffic is actually organic. So it's from the SEO strategies and blogging strategies that I've done over the years. Um, I do it because we talk about Google and Facebook being paid pay for pay-for-play yeah. yep. platforms. And so I do it so that I show up a couple of times. Yeah. I'm, I, for my keywords, I'm an ad, and then I'm on the first page too. And my competitors aren't necessarily doing that, um, but, I, but I also just, I do it, I think, to keep Google happy and so that they keep my first page rankings up in, in some areas because they see that I am willing to spend.
0: And what would you say that, you know, your gross, like your GCI gross revenue, is from, it, from this particular strategy, you know, yeah. What's if like you that? include,
1: if you include, because I've closed on deals that were, were, you know, where I get referrals again, but if I, if I, if I include the referrals that I get from past clients that came from this strategy, yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, in a given year, my GCI is always above a hundred, hundred K um, just from that. Usually it's, it's in the it's in the 100 to 150 range
0: yeah Just which is which is awesome for a $3600 investment yeah yeah 30, it's six, a huge $1. ROI it's yeah. a crazy $3, ROI $3600 investment and at now a couple hours right now yeah. i know in the past we used to spend a lot more time mm-hmm. but we were also kind of dummies that we like built out our own websites and constantly tweaked and switched to IDXs in the early 2000s. Right. And, um, we put a ton of effort in, but yeah, I mean, that's, I've always been impressed by the intentionality of the brand and knowing exactly what you want to go after and the product that you're selling. It is these keywords. Yeah. Hold on. I got to get a commission check. (laughs) No problem. love it. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, um, so let's like go back to the beginning, like being a family man, because this is something we've talked about a ton a lot too, right? Like you're in the business selling since 2006, right? Um, We've worked together forever. I went down the team road, I think like 2009 or 10 original and different variations. And I know that you've had the same um, people trying to influence you that influenced me, on trying to grow something bigger, right? And I've always been impressed that, you know, whether it's me trying to influence you, like PJ, you can do more, like you leave an opportunity on the table or any of these other awesome people that we know that you just kind of put your head down and done your thing, right? You've worked on your your strategies that you know work and work for you, right? I think in this uh, real estate world that we're in, obviously there's lots of people pushing towards teams, and I think sometimes they want to lead people and want to be team leaders. And then sometimes they just do it because it's the trend, right? Yeah. So, an agent who has consistently sold a good amount of real estate that has, you know, you, you have more opportunities than you could always, than you can service sometimes. Like we've talked about that. You definitely have the skill set to go out and hire and create lots of leverage. Yep. Uh, why have you chosen to stay a <laughs> agent? agent? <laughs>
1: It's a very good uh, question, and I think about this a lot. And I and I have at times entertained it, and I've gotten that 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 shiny object syndrome, where or that that just kind of you know um, burning in my heart for for more, 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 which is I think what a lot of us um, face at times. Okay. Um, You know, it really just goes down to the core intentionality. It it actually goes way back to when, when I was in college, I, I was actually, I, I worked a lot in mentoring, um, teens and, um, I was, you know, involved in youth groups and stuff like that. And it was in a very affluent area with dads that were very, uh, savvy businessmen that were gone a lot. And I saw what it did to, to the kids that I was mentoring. And I promised myself way back then that I would never, ever do that to my kids. And um, I have four. And um, I just intentionally wanted to always be present in their life. And so there has just been many opportunities, many times where I've just said no. Um, and and I, just because I wanted to to. To make sure that I was there, I also watched. I mean, I, I watched teams when when we were at, uh, in the Keller Williams office. I watched very prominent teams in the city. The uh, uh, the team leaders missing soccer games, missing missing baseball games, missing things, not being around their family. I also watched them with tons of headaches um, in hiring, firing, this and that, and and actually had conversations about net income, After you know, and um, yeah, some of them are are netting the you know, the MREA numbers, but a lot of them are not netting. Most of them are not netting that and um, are netting similar to what a highly productive and efficient solo agent with an assistant can do.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, like in, what I don't know, I don't know what I want to call the early years of teams, but for us, it would be like the early years would be like the early 2010s, right? Yeah, and every team leader thought teams were about leads, but like you and I know that teams are about leadership. It, yeah. took, me, it took me a long time to figure that out, right? Yeah, and people absolutely. Know, like when someone says real estate's a lonely business, what I hear is I need a leader, yeah. right? Um, but you're right, like so often these teams are so inefficient or they hired the wrong people or the people are on the team for the wrong reason. They really are only on the team for leads. Right. They don't respect the leadership. Um, the leadership doesn't respect the team members. They're just hiring people to try to get extra production. Right. Versus trying to actually, um, (laughs) achieve a common goal. Right. And that, that doesn't work. Right. Because these are like, these are work marriages basically. Right. Like people have to be working towards a common goal, but, yeah, I mean, like I've, I've seen you go out and float like, Oh, maybe I'll hire this person. Oh, I like this background. I like this person doesn't quite work out. And what I've always respected is it's never like, uh, there's never a discouragement about it because like you've said many times today, like you're just intentional about what you yeah. want to do. Right. And Hey, the kids are more important than 50% of five other deals.
1: Yeah. I think I've been lucky because exactly. And I've been lucky because I've had some people around me too, that, um, uh, that kind of that grounds me at times when I when I do get those pie in the sky ideas and I start chasing things um, and I, and there's been a couple of times where I have tried to chase things and I took my eye my focus off of what was working and and then it I I saw the repercussions of that and so um, and just I, I think it really just comes down to just a, a sense of gratitude and a sense of contentment. And I'm just, I'm content. I've had lots and I've had nothing. And I, I try and just find contentment in my circumstances. And that's just, it's how I was raised. And that's how my core group of friends are. Uh, and so, um, I, you know, I feel, I make a great living. I feel like, you know, a lot better than what, what most people do. Yeah. yeah, Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, w- we're, we have the ability as solo agents if if we do it right we, we can make what an executive at Nike makes you know um, maybe <laughs> maybe not the the highest end but you know the VP levels right one of the things I tell my
0: coaching clients all the time is you know we make doctor money right we yeah, can doctor make, money what kind, of, what kind of doctor do you want to be oh you want to be a surgeon cool start acting like one yeah right what's a surgeon act like right yeah, totally. so you know it's it's so important so let's 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 like chase this topic for a second of like Um, chasing the shiny object that doesn't always necessarily work. Cause we talk about that a lot, right? With our own businesses, we've talked about it for years with coaching clients. We're talking about it now, right? Where it's like, Oh, I I watched, I watched this webinar or this webinar, and this seems to be the thing that I need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But you and I both know that sometimes chasing those shiny objects, aren't the things that serve our businesses or our clients business. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, when you're in those, situ- when you're in those situations, how, how do you analyze them, right? From, let's just talk about your personal business. Man, you it's kind of personal
1: it's business? very interesting because, because I do, I, I, I am, I am a, a, a DI, but I have a very high C also. And that, that, that analytical side of me um, gets me to slow down. I make decisions very slow. And so I've always made decisions very slow, and I, I I kind of take time to think it through. But I I vet opportunities all the time, and I I, I enjoy researching and vetting companies that are doing things um, at the cutting edge, and um, talking to them, asking tons of questions, and taking time to talk to talk to you know people like you about it, mentors about it, before deciding to implement it. And I always. You know, when I'm coaching uh, implementation with some of my clients, it's, it's always, okay, well, what's the end goal? What's the ROI? And, and, um, and, and, do, and does it make sense? And do you have money stockpiled to invest in this for a significant amount of time, a year or two years to give it enough legs to see if it actually works? You know, so um, I think so many times people will, will see the new thing and they'll try it for a couple months. And then they abandon it too quickly, or and I've done that. I mean, I have done that a couple of times. Yeah, um, but but not the the core principles. But yes, I mean, at the end of the day, we we both recognize and we realize we talk about this all the time because we're friends. Is that at the end of the day, it's a relationship business, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I end up making relationships with people that find my website because of my branding and awareness, but guess what? (laughs) They also, I stay in touch with them after the fact, and some of them are great friends now, you know, and it, but it's that relationship, and it, it takes the phone call, it takes a lead follow-up strategy, it takes showing them that you are a trusted advisor, you have to show them that there's, you have to give them so much value up front, so they go, yes, I want to engage in a relationship with you and then say, and then decide to buy a house or sell a house.
0: One of the the jokes I make with my coaching clients all the time is if you only called your spouse once, it wouldn't be your spouse.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like
0: you have, you have to build a relationship. And with, you know, for myself, like I'm, I'm like the high D executor, you know, that like, I don't even think I'm like, here's my credit card, right? That's how I used to run my business. Just I'll just, yeah, well, I'll just try it. At one time at one point I'm running like Curator, Boomtown and
1: Commissions Inc. all at the same time. Like, yeah. I'm an idiot, right? Like, and, it helps and that start. goes that that goes back to my whole, you know, just talking about family. Whenever I implement something like that, I'm always like, okay, if this strategy is going to cost me two thousand dollars a month, what else could I do with that two thousand? How is that going to affect my family? What, like, is that like? If it doesn't work, is that my kids not playing? You know, on a travel baseball team? You know, so. <laughs> right or wrong or indifferent yeah. that's that goes into my my thinking you know yeah, there's so, always there's always a cost to yes right yeah. i mean i had to basically implement
0: something where i'm like if it's not proven i won't work i won't do it yeah. like how many times have we had conversations where i'm like i don't know pj it sounds really good but it's not proven yeah. right totally so let some other people prove it out and see if it works let's see if this company even stays in business yeah. like real estate we're not like the bleeding edge of innovation right yeah. so it's like what like youtube ads i love youtube ads because they're commercials, right, mm-hmm. and commercials have worked for decades
1: ever right and it's backed and youtube ads youtube is a is a search engine, so it's backed by Google. it's very different than Facebook. Facebook has gone through so many fads I mean, think back the last eight years or whatever there's been so many fads within Facebook ads, yeah. right
0: yeah tons of tons of variation, yeah. so you know i I've, I've had a I've had to shut my brain off to things that aren't proven, and then also like quarterly is when I get my credit card out. Like if I get a sales pitch from someone, it sounds good, I'm like, hey, call me back at this time because yeah. this is when I'll actually explore it,
1: yeah. right? But and I guess the point in what I was making and bringing up fads is that um, some some agents will, they will put all of their ducks or all of in one, in one basket or eggs in one basket, sorry for for uh, messing up that, that pun or whatever it's called. Uh, but they will go after Facebook ads, right? And they will build their business and they'll do good for a year or two. And then all of a sudden the algorithm changes or something changes and they're like, crap, like where am I gonna get business now, right?
0: And and that's where I think like, you know, TF's so spot on, right? For years, like, hey, you need to have four to six lead sources. And, you know, sometimes we get people into our schedules and they have two and sometimes they have 16, Yeah. Totally, I have a I have a tendency to think that less is better, right? Like yeah. I want to I want to I want to work on what's essential, get the most out of it. I need diversity, but I don't need 16, right? Exactly. Four, 4 to 6.
1: There there I'm I'm somewhere in between. I land somewhere in between do do one thing really 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 well and you have to have some diversity, right? Yeah. So so yeah, if you if you're if you have eight lead sources and you're doing none of them great, then it's time to scale back. Yeah, totally. Agree. a couple things really well. Totally agree.
0: All right, so um, we're going to go to the gym because I'm going to meet you okay. there. So, uh, <laughs> Love uh, it. You know, let's, let's just say like, you know, let's just go back to brand, right? Okay. For For a solo agent, maybe they're thinking about becoming a team or they just feel like they need to create that brand, right? Because that's something you do so well. Someone who's going to you know, um, just try to reinvent their business a little bit and have more intentionality in their lead generation. Yeah. What would you give that person as like a homework assignment for like their first step?
1: What would the first. Um, step- well, I would take marketing edge for sure. Um, and I would hone in on the, the, uh, the section that's very, very much in alignment with the story brand idea. Story brand is, is someone that, um, I forget his name, Donald Miller, I think is what his name is. i um, been following him for a long time, but I actually did this because my background is in television production. My background is actually in mass media communications. Advertising is understanding an avatar, understanding who your ideal client is and who you want to attract. I always, I didn't, I never wanted to be that agent. Um, I, the, their prospecting is is important in a business, but I always we 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 talk at times between a prospecting business and a marketing based business, right? And I've always wanted to have an attraction business. I always wanted to attract my tribe, and so I wanted to attract people that 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 were kind of like me, that were going to like my personality, but like those things that are important to me. I'm, I'm you know I, I'm very much into simplification. I'm I'm very much into into um, uh, minimalism. I'm very much into uh, knowing the story of the market, what the trends are, how, what are the leading indicators, being very smart with, with knowing what's going on with our numbers. And so I tra- because that's what I put out, that's what I attract. And so when you're building a brand, uh, you have to think about who is your ideal client? Who is the ideal person that you want to be um, going, taking through this, you know, three month kind of, you know, marriage because uh, it's very intense. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be with? Who do you want to uh, be in the car with? Stuck in the car with, or whatever. Um, and and then then you 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 create your brand around that those people.
0: Yeah, and I think that's great advice. And for anyone who's listening, that's like sweet, I could just market. Don't forget that like five minutes ago, Paul was talking about how you have to call these people and nurture them exactly. And a relationship, right? So it's exactly. he's attracting people that he knows he can convert at a higher level, right? Exactly. So it's like a marketing enha- or marketing-based prospecting enhanced, enhanced. business, right?
1: And in the the marketing enhance, I'm sorry, the prospecting enhancement is, is nurturing those leads. And I mean, there's been many, there was a, there was a couple times where I found that I had tons of leads coming in, and they were not being nurtured um, properly. And so when, when I got busy, and I wasn't nurturing the leads properly, guess what, my business went down. Uh, And so, there's been things that I've had to do to implement strategies that I've had to implement, and pieces of software that I've had to implement, and just different things to 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 make sure that I'm able to prospect the right people, right? Yeah. Not cold prospect, but prospect people that that already have been introduced to my brand.
0: Yep, and it's so important, that I don't think most of most agents think about that when they start running ads. Is who's that avatar of who we're trying to get? Who do we want to talk to? It makes the whole conversion funnel easier, right? Like, it's just, a, it's just a simpler business when
1: you, exactly what you said, when you can attract your tribe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, I, I mean, marketing is simple. You're, you're people, have a, people have something, they have an issue, they have a problem, you're trying to solve their problem as realtors, we're problem solvers, right? And marketing is no different. And, you know, back to my curated list, that was one thing that I saw was an annoyance for some people. So I was solving a problem with that. But then that becomes, what are my ads, my ads are highlighting that exploiting that their their dissatisfaction with another platform. And hey, why don't you come over here and look at and, and, and search over here. Yeah.
0: I mean, every business, right? Client acquisition, client retention, right? Absolutely. You can't you can't retain people with a different strategy than what you use to get them in the door? Absolutely. Right? It all Absolutely. it all has to connect. All right, dude. Love you. I'll see you at the gym.
1: <laughs> all right, brother. Exactly. See ya. Right. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Direction with David Caldwell. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the tips and tricks you can use to grow your real estate business. If you're keen to hear more ideas you can implement, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a comment and review. Head over to davidccaldwell.com
1: to sign up to our email list, as well as find more information and resources on our show. Until next time.